You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. Yeah, I mean, Omar's a, a really talented player. I think everyone can see that. And uh, I'm proud of where he's at right now. I'm proud of how far he's come, and I know what he can do and what he's capable of. I think we barely uh, scratched the surface. Um, a lot to be excited about, and uh, I think he's come a long way. And welcome back here to the Husker Line Show. Sean Callahan, Rod Washett, Nate Klaus. That was quarterback Adrian Martinez on Omar Manning and his spring and his development. Uh, now it's time for the mailbag and a lot to get to this week coming out of the spring game, but want to hit out of the gates with some basketball, Robin. Um, the roster turning for Fred Hoiberg and Matt Aldamasi continues, and even you were surprised by the latest signee. Tell us more about Nebraska's latest addition to the 2021 roster. Yeah, so uh, Nebraska added a guy that prior to his commitment, <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't even know who he was. You know, I, I or at least had forgotten about who he was. Karan McPherson is a uh, 6'4 combo guard, uh, played this past season at Link Year School in Branson, Missouri. It was a prep year uh, after spending his high school, um, at least part of his high school career at uh, Christ the King, uh, where he was a teammate of Illinois big man Kofi Coburn. But uh, long story short, uh, he had known Matt Abdelmasi, Nebraska assistant coach, had known uh, McPherson since he was like a junior in, or sophomore in high school. And they maintained a relationship throughout. Uh, the kid had a, a big knee injury that kind of stunted his uh, recruit recruitment, uh, and he decided to take a year of prep school. He was originally a 2020 recruit. Took a year of prep school and uh, you know to just give himself a little bit more exposure, and he did that. Got you know several high major offers. Ended up picking Nebraska this late in the process, and a big part of it was because of that relationship. And also uh, he's like childhood friends with CJ Wilcher, the Xavier transfer, uh, and also knows the McGowan's brothers. So there's a lot of familiarity here where, you know, it was one of those deals where it was just worth taking a, taking a shot on. I mean, obviously he's a late addition. We'll see where he factors in uh, with an experienced lineup and a, a class that was already rated in the top 20 nationally. Uh, but, you know, he's, he's a guy that the staff felt good enough about to say he's, he's worth, I don't know, worth the risk, but we're worth taking a shot on. And um, maybe they found a diamond in the rough. And if not, then uh, not not too much skin off their back. Now, how many spots are left? One. So do you think they'll use it? No. I didn't think they were going to use this last one, but clearly they did. But uh, I'm f- pretty confident, like 99% sure that they will not use that last spot. So maybe like a Christmas transfer type guy. Or you save it for 22, because uh, right now they're full for their 2022-23 season. And obviously that takes into account all the current juniors that are going to be fifth-year juniors, like the Trey McGowans and Del- or, uh, Latmay and those types of guys, if they come back for another year, which we'll see. Odds are they won't. We're listening here to the Husker Online Show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washington, Nate Klaus. Let's move on now um, to, to um, football questions here in the mailbag. You look at the receivers, guys. How encouraged are you with the depth? I mean, you could ar- arguably make the case they're about eight deep at receiver now with Torre and Manning and, and Oliver Martin and Xavier Betts and Lever and Falk and Nixon and Elante Brown. That's eight guys right there. And, you know, you compare that to a year ago, 
you know, their two leading receivers or two of them are no longer even here. Um, Cade Warner and Wondell Robinson. But optimistically, I feel better about this group than what they had a lot better than what they had a year ago. Yeah, I think when if you if you would have asked me, okay, the day after Wondell Robinson decided to transfer, if the if the wide receiver group would be better or worse than than last year's, uh, there's no way I would have said that well, it'll be better that they'll they'll be able to absorb the loss of Wondell Robinson you know, without without question. Uh, but right now, you know, you look at what they've got at least on paper. You know, they still obviously they still need to go out and prove it. But boy, I mean, there there are some impressive players there and. And, you know, you always talk about having six guys that you can rotate. I mean, I think they easily have six right now uh, and, and probably closer to eight uh, guys that can go out and, and be productive and, and uh, pretty much do, you know, anything that you're going to ask them to do. So I, I think they're in a good spot right now. And, and boy, if they can get a run game going and, um, you know, kind of, you know, and, and maybe stretch the field and, and make the defense respect that part of the, the game. I mean, it's, it's going to be pretty fun to watch. So obviously the first group Saturday was Toure, Manning, and Oliver Martin. Do you, Sean, do you think that's going to be your, your group game one? Yeah, my, my starting three would be Torrey at the, the, the Duck R and then Oliver Martin at the Z and Omar at the X. And Xavier Betts would be right there. And, guys, White Lever's in that group, too. No doubt. I mean, I, I think people scoff at but he he has put himself there. He's had a nice spring. Um, I think he's The numbers the, he put up this winter. He broke school records in the winter conditioning. Levi Falk will be in that group. And then I think Will Nixon could end up being the backup Duck well, Nixon's good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, he flashed. Alante Brown, how he comes back from injury mm-hmm. will be interesting to see where he puts himself because he had the opportunity to maybe do more last year and he yes. didn't. Um, I mean, he could have maybe solidified himself in a better position. Mm-hmm. I still think he's a good player, but I, I think he needs to, to – he's got way more competition. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, then, you know, that's, that's the best part about it is they finally have some options there where you're not talking about having one or two receivers and then nobody else. Well, they got – they got a lot of dudes with a lot of different skill sets and finally some Big Ten level size at that position. All yeah. right. Um, moving on here to the next question in the mailbag. Um, want to hit on – okay, this was kind of a broad question, and I'm not going to – name your top three items you want to see Nebraska progress on here over the offseason. And I'm not going to say each of us named three because it could take an hour to mm-hmm. go through it all. Um, but j- just for me, running back's a big thing, figuring out that position group. Um, but just, I mean, just continuing to, to rep and, and discipline and mental things, because I think Nebraska physically has everything they, they, they need right now. But it's the little things that have killed Nebraska, the discipline issues. And I don't know how you fix that, uh, but that's where they have to continue this summer, you know, being on time for workouts, mm-hmm. going, you know, just the, the little things that will make a difference. Um, you know, with, with everything they do to take the next step. Well, for me, that that comes down to player-driven leadership, where your veteran guys are holding guys accountable and setting the standard. Uh, you know, with and creating a, a culture of expectation of what is required of players during the off months, where you know you're kind of. I mean, you're going to have your scheduled lifting sessions and all that stuff, but who's going to organize stuff to put in the extra work? Who's going to go out and throw uh, on a weekend or something like that? You know, I mean, that's the types of things that you want to talk about culture. 
That's where it puts it squarely on the, the player's shoulders because your captains and your veteran guys, this is your opportunity to really rein guys in and set the bar higher than it's ever been. And, you know, they, I think they did a good job of that this winter and spring. Um, you know, there's a lot of good talk about that, but that has to continue. And I think that has a direct impact on some of those discipline and uh, detail issues they've had over the past few years. Yeah, it's interesting because Ryan Held kind of mentioned that the running back spot will be determined by – the extra things that the guys in the room are going to do this offseason. Who's getting extra drill work in instead of going out to um, you know, a, a gathering or going out to a party or whatever? Who Who's eating the right way all the time instead of just you know eating one good meal a day or, or a couple good meal, meals a day? It's, it's who's going to be doing those extra things. Um, you know, to me, I, I, I think if this team can figure out a way to be mentally disciplined enough to, to get out of their own way, uh, that's going to be as big a deal as anything because this team has continually, for whatever reason, gotten in their own way and, and you know caused little penalties to put themselves in a hole that are just difficult to dig, dig out of. And if they can find a way to, to play more disciplined football, um, and I, I don't know, I mean, it's not just a magic switch that you can just flip and, and make it happen, but if they can do that, I think that's one of the bigger things that, that uh, could give them a leg up heading into next year. All right, final question, guys. I was out um, in the western part of the state this week. I was in McCook and North Platte and um, Kearney um, over Monday and Tuesday. Question is, what are your favorite small-town Nebraska restaurants? No chains. And for me, I've got a few. Um, I like Carrie's in McCool. Um, very, very good. Little small town place south of York. Um, I was at Max Diner. Um, classic, classic place in McCook. Um, Max Drive-In, excuse me. And, and you order on the phone when you go in there. That, um, <laughs> so you sit at your table, you order on the phone, then they buzz you to go get your food and you pay. I mean, it is a true throwback institution um, in, in the town of McCook. I'm going to throw one other, or two other ones out there. Plainsman and... Junietta, which is just outside Hastings, kind of by Adam Central, maybe the best prime rib I've had, hmm. you know, outside of like a prime steakhouse, like where you pay like a hundred dollars to eat. I mean, it was unreal how good the prime rib was at the Plainsman in Junietta. And my final one I'm going to put out there is the Wolf's Den in Stanton, Nebraska. Hmm. The big, their standard hamburger is 10, 10, 10 ounces. It is massive. <laughs> I took Nate and Greg there once, and anytime we go to Norfolk or anywhere in that area for the in-state tour, I try to detour to lunch at Wolf's Den in Stanton. Wow. All right. I so, gave you some time to think. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad you didn't pick mine because uh, mine has to be the Pepper Mill in Valentine, Nebraska. Go-to right. spot. Uh, you know, it's just right in the heart of, of Valentine, and I uh, went up there for a couple weddings over the last several years, and uh, it is it is the go-to spot in Valentine. Well, I got to go. I got to give a shout out to uh, to Front Street in Ogallala. That's that's kind of a an institution there. Um, you know, I I ate at a place called uh, called Max or not Max JB's in uh, in Holdridge. That was really good too here recently. But um, and then you know you always have like the chances are in York. I mean that that place is always solid. So I mean those are a couple that. They're off the top of my head that that I would go to. That's I mean honestly one of my favorite things about going around the state is just hitting the local places. I mean mm -hmm. it, just, it just really makes you appreciate Nebraska and where we live. And um, there's a lot of good places to stop and go. So hopefully we gave you a few ideas because uh, I know a lot of people are going to be on the road here over the summer months. But uh, when we come back, we'll close the show with recruiting thoughts from the spring game. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.